0: Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled, Hitting the Mark in Personalizing Oncology Care, A Clinician's Guide to Best Practices in Biomarker Testing. To access the full program and supporting materials, visit www.answersincme.com forward slash yxj860. This activity is supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca, Bayer Healthcare Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, and Merck & Company Incorporated.
1: Hi there, I'm Alex Drillon, a medical oncologist and Chief of the Early Drug Development Service at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. Today, we're gonna discuss biomarker testing in solid tumors, available assays, and best practices. In the first section we're going to start with the different types of biomarkers used in clinical practice and obviously a spectrum exists from pharmacodynamic markers of drug acting against its intended target diagnostic markers that predict the presence of a disease prognostic markers that inform us as to overall survival and finally predictive markers that tell us about the likelihood of response or lack thereof in therapy The last set of biomarkers is critical as we select treatments for our patients, and this is a way of matching our patients to the best targeted therapies and other therapies like immune therapy, for example, that are available either at the standard of care or in clinical trials. Non-small cell lung cancer serves as an archetype of a type of tumor that harbors many of these actionable, predictable biomarkers Beyond sensitizing EGFR mutations, we now have a gamut of other actionable oncogenic drivers like KRAS T12C, exon 14, EGFR exon 20 insertions, plus a variety of different fusions involving ALK, RET, ROS1, and NTRK, And of course, we have immune therapy biomarkers like TDL1. Beyond that, however, if we look to other solid tumors, there are many other cancer types that have predictive biomarkers that have been associated with benefit from systemic therapies. These include, as examples, PARP inhibitors for patients with ovarian breast prostate cancers with mutations in BRCA, PI3 kinase inhibitors for PIK3CA activating cancers. Most importantly, there are several groups like the Lung Cancer Mutation Consortium that have put out data supporting that if we carefully match patients to therapies like targeted therapy, as long as they have the appropriate genomic biomarker, that we see an increase in survival compared to patients who have not received matched therapies. In summary, biomarkers are useful for opening up therapeutic options for patients, and thus it's critical to carefully look for these in patients with advanced cancer. And we know that even in early stage cancers, that there is the role for some of these treatments as adjuvant therapy, for example. In the next section, let's discuss the available biomarker testing options, including the different assays, their benefits, and limitations. There are many different assays, diagnostic assays, that help us identify genomic predictive biomarkers for targeted therapy or immune therapy. These include older tests like Sanger sequencing, real time PCR, polymerase chain reaction, or fluorescence in situ hybridization, FISH, and These can look at a variety of different operations. Some of them are specific, such as copy number changes or fusions rearrangements for FISH versus things like mutations and Sanger sequencing. But many have migrated towards next-generation sequencing, or NGS, and that can be done using DNA, which is most commonly performed, but also RNA, knowing that we can maximize the likelihood of finding certain events like fusions or skipping operations by looking at RNA. We can do testing on either tumor from biopsies or surgeries, or what we call a liquid biopsy or plasma circulating tumor or cell-free DNA test. The latter does have the advantages of getting you a much faster readout if you need the answer quickly, especially in patients who are symptomatic. However, the drawbacks, of course, include the fact that tumors may not shed substantially their DNA into the bloodstream, or you may be limited to a less comprehensive panel than you would with tumor based testing. Finally, there is testing that's performed to interrogate somatic operations versus germline operations. And for the latter, there are tests that specifically look for a matched normal sample or that do this with a computational algorithm to figure out which alterations are actually inherited. And that's critical because some of these terminal alterations, such as BRCA mutations, can match patients to targeted therapies like PARP inhibitors. In summary, a number of different assays exist, although the current Preference is when you have access to it, next-generation sequencing, potentially in both DNA and RNA, maximizes the likelihood of finding a variety of alterations. In the next section, let's discuss how to select an appropriate biomarker testing option based on the relevant clinical needs of your patients. When choosing a test in your clinical practice, it's important to also understand if for that given tumor type, you're looking for a wide variety of different actionable alterations or perhaps you may only be looking for a few of these alterations. And an example of the former would be lung cancer, while an example of the latter would be melanoma, where you're looking for BRAF V600E. And so with lung cancer and other tumors where you're looking for many different alterations, the preference has migrated towards multi-gene panels that cover many of these alterations. And it's, in essence, one big test that looks for many different predictive biomarkers, versus in situations where you're specifically looking for a particular oncogene, and maybe you at most have one or two in a particular histotype, then it's reasonable to do single or limited gene testing, knowing that even if you did a multi-gene panel, you would still find those two or three operations that you're looking for. A second major consideration is turnaround time because with more comprehensive panels like next-generation sequencing, this can take anywhere from a week to two to three weeks depending on the assay that you're looking at. The older assays such as FISH, aminoistochemistry of course have uh, lower turnaround times, IHC, can be executed within a day or so. And adding to that, we have the plasma CFDNA biopsies, which compared to tumor biopsies, tend to have a shorter turnaround time. And the deciding factors here include whether or not your patient is symptomatic and you need a quicker answer to see if there might be a match therapy that would beat something like chemotherapy as a standard of care. Now, there are barriers to using appropriate testing that we discussed. And in an acs survey, a number of these included turnaround time, the patient's concerns that out-of-pocket costs might be too expensive, insurer coverage, and inadequate reimbursement to providers. On a patient-front, education is also critical, specifically getting the word out that many cancers harbor alterations that can open up therapeutic options for patients. This helps us make sure that we do appropriate testing and maximize the likelihood of finding new treatments for our patients. In the next section, let's discuss best practices for providers to ensure that biomarker testing of actionable alterations can be appropriately and adequately performed. A multidisciplinary approach is critical to making sure that we get the appropriate tissue to perform the appropriate tests for our patients. And in my experience, it's hinged on a lot of cooperation between the medical oncologist, the person securing the tissue, such as the interventional radiologist, the pulmonologist, or the surgeon, and of course, molecular diagnostics and our colleagues from pathology. And at the end of the day, it's making sure that we collect enough sample to run the appropriate test, knowing that there needs to be a sufficient amount of DNA in the biopsy or the surgical resection in order to run comprehensive testing, especially next-generation sequencing. And when looking at the tissue that you'd like to secure via biopsy, When talking with an interventional radiologist, for example, language such as, if safe and feasible, maximizing the number of cores that you can secure would be great because that gives us more of a buffer to make sure that we have enough tissue that's sampled and sent off for sequencing. For biopsies in particular, it's important to go for the best possible site with the most tumor. And so things that we often think about include... Sampling an area of soft tissue rather than going for bone, knowing that issues with decalcification in the latter that make it difficult for us to run sequencing tests. Another major thing to focus on would be reflex testing that's done in the pathology laboratory. And what we found is that it not only decreases the time to getting an answer as to whether or not cancer harbors a particular genomic signature, but also increases the detection rate of these alterations as we've seen in one study. In summary, there's a lot of cooperation that goes into making sure that we optimize the amount of tissue that we secure for patients with cancer to run via next-generation sequencing and factors like reflex testing can decrease the turnaround time to getting these results. In the next section, let's discuss best practices for biomarker testing, when they should be performed to detect actionable mutations, fusions, or copy number changes, and at which particular stage along the patient's cancer journey. And when you diagnose someone with cancer, it's optimal to send the tissue right away For molecular profiling. This is critical in patients who have a substantial burden of disease or who are symptomatic, where finding out that targeted therapy is the best first option is critical. Now, in addition to doing a biopsy upfront to find predictive biomarkers for targeted therapy or immunotherapy, such as tumor mutational burden, TMB, or microsatellite instability or MSI-high cases, there are situations where repeating a biopsy later in someone's course can be helpful. And the example here would be lung cancer that harbors an fusion, where we are able to employ what we call sequential TKI therapy. The issue here is that these TKIs, the later generation drugs like lorlatinib, they really work best in the face of on-target resistance, such as an acquired kinase domain mutation like ALK G twelve zero two R. If you do a biopsy and find these, then triaging a patient, another targeted therapy is very reasonable. But it's also important because if you find bypass resistance, such as acquired MET amplification or a KRAS mutation, then doing targeted therapy with a single-agent ALK inhibitor. Would not be a great idea. And it would be better reach for something like chemotherapy. And of course, this could apply to other cancers where you may go from an approved targeted therapy to perhaps even a clinical trial of a new drug that addresses resistance mutations. In summary, there are focal points at which doing a biopsy of tumor or interrogating plasma is critical for patients with advanced cancer. And that includes the entire life cycle of the initial diagnosis of someone's malignancy and potentially also a rebiopsy at their progression. The critical points that we went over in this program include the fact that there are many actionable biomarkers that match patients to target therapy. And so it's critical to look for these by selecting the most appropriate test for your patients. These can be tests that are performed on tumor or circulating tumor DNA in blood, and a preferred approach would be, when possible, to reach for a comprehensive assay like next-generation sequencing of DNA and RNA. These can be done at any point in time, most importantly at diagnosis, but also potentially at the onset of progressive disease in order to match patients to newer therapies that are being developed.
0: Thank you for listening. Please visit www.answersincme.com forward slash yxj860 to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.